All right, friends, the Ultimate OD Podcast. Great episode. You need to be better. You need to look for an edge. I'll tell you how. Listen, find out. We have a little bit of office talk. We're going to talk about adapting to the season that you're in. Closing thought of the episode. This is the Ultimate OD Podcast. Here we go. We want to thank you for listening to today's episode and hope that you found a pearl to apply to your practice. We believe as a community, there is much wisdom to be shared. So if you have questions, suggestions, or requests, we want to know. Feel free to reach out to us via social media and leave a comment or email us at theultimateodpodcast at gmail.com so we can make this podcast even better for you. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review, and we'll catch you again next week. And before we start, a word from our sponsor. All right, my fellow optometrists, each day the average American spends over two hours on social media and is eligible to see over 6,000 posts. Many of those people are your patients and potential patients. How can you possibly get heard through that noise? Well, the answer is by consistently posting good and relevant content. But coming up with content is hard. Let me introduce you to Social Jazz. They've built an automated social media content platform. They do all the hard work of coming up with eye care specific ideas, designing the images, writing the captions, researching the hashtags, and scheduling your post for an entire year. They also automatically brand and publish posts for you. You have to check them out. Social Jazz is offering my listeners a free 14-day trial plus 20% off the monthly subscription for your first two months. Sign up at socialjazz.com slash ultimate OD. That's socialjazz.com slash ultimate OD. Let them know we sent you and put your social media on autopilot. All right, friends, the ultimate OD podcast Great episode. We're kind of finishing up a little bit of the CEO series. Okay. We talked about a lot of things to make your office better. Today, we're going to be talking about looking for an edge. Okay. Every business wants to be better. Okay. When you're an entrepreneur, you're essentially creating something new or you're optimizing something that already exists. All right. Most of the time, you're optimizing something that already exists. Very rarely in our lives do we create anything that's absolutely new, okay? Very hard to do, especially in eye care. We have so many regulations going on, so many standards of care, um, ways that we have to practice that you can't reinvent the wheel, but you can take that wheel and make it a little bit faster, a little bit smoother, a little bit better, okay? Except as a fact that you are going to have competition, Okay, where there is demand, there is competition. If you have a huge amount of demand and no competition, you're not going to be that lucky. Okay, that's not going to happen to you. There's a huge demand. What can you do to set yourself apart? Okay, this is looking for an edge. All right, realize too, if you don't have competition, you have a crap product or a crap service that nobody wants. Right, if you're the only one on the block, then... There's really nothing to sell. You have a niche market. It's just not going to be as fruitful as you think. This is why private equity going from office to office, all these businesses that you see, why they're building, why they're acquiring space 
They see something in eye care. They see the writing on the wall that you have to see. That down the road, there's going to be less ophthalmologists to provide care. Optometry is the future of eye care. Okay? Glasses are one part of that puzzle. What are the other pieces? Okay? Now, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. Find a derivative of something that's already great. Let me give you some examples. Tesla. They sell cars, but they're electric. Amazon. They have online shopping with free delivery. Okay? Let me give you someone that kind of hits close to home. Warby, Parker, or Zenny. What are they? Glasses, and they can get them online. We want to say that they're cheap. But at the end of the day, they're just glasses. They're selling glasses. You know what Warby Parker figured out? They can't do as well online, so they're opening up stores. Who is better at having a brick-and-mortar location than us? This is what we do, okay? So what can we do to set ourselves apart, all right? What is your strategy? Let's think about this. We have a service that is high demand. People need eye care. When there was a pandemic going on, there was... Glasses and contacts, people need them to see. Medical eye care, whether it's sclerals, whether it's glaucoma, macular degeneration, people needed to be seen and evaluated. This is incredibly important for their vision, the longevity of their sight. Okay, so we have a high demand service. What does corporate try to do? Okay, their volume, right? They have high-end frames, but they own... You know, verticalization, they have the lab, they have the office, they have the lenses, they control their costs, and then they try to get volume in, okay? They'll turn them and burn them and just make all their profit in the optical, okay? That's a corporate entity. Do they want anything to do with medical? No. So right there, you beat corporate, right? You do medical eye care. You have the resources. They have good doctors, they just don't have the resources. You have them. Have you invested in this in your office? Topographers. OCTs, visual fields, fundus cameras. You need to invest in that aspect to grow it, to compete. If you don't have those things and you just have an optical, how are you any different than corporate? And how are you going to compete with their cost model? Spoiler alert, you're not going to. Okay? What can private practices do to set themselves apart? I told you one. Invest in medical optometry. Okay? Be family friendly. You don't have to turn them and burn them. You can get them. You can take time. You can be good with kids. All right. You can have a luxury experience. You know, you come in, you may have higher prices, but they get a higher quality service. You answer their calls. You're a person. They work with a doctor, not a bunch of texts. They spend more than five minutes with you. These are things that set yourself apart, but you have to invest in these areas and develop them. Okay. Where is there an opening? What can you do versus ophthalmology? Ophthalmology, even now, they don't want to do like anything other than inject for macular degeneration. Glaucoma is kind of not even their thing. It's a drop thing. They want to do surgical interventions. They like cataracts. They like, I only like retinal detachments in my area right now. They want to do injections for macular degeneration, for diabetes. Okay, so now we have a medical model that we can we can compete with right? Glaucomas are our wheelhouse. We can do scleral lenses. They don't like contacts. We do. Macular degeneration, 
for the most part, we can manage a lot of Mac 3D generation. Okay? From an optical standpoint, you can give a better quality lens than Zenny and Warby Parker. You just have to communicate that quality to your patients. Okay? You have a better product. Do they know that? Okay? There are so many ways you can be better. You can be better with patient communication, patient education. If they have a problem, you'll fix it. They're not just a number. They're not just a cog of the machine. Make sure you're developing these areas of your office. Where do your skills and abilities line up most? What do you enjoy doing? Make it happen. Make it work. You have to constantly be looking for these openings. Okay? Scleral lenses. Nobody fits them in my area. Talking to one of my colleagues that's in an area that he literally says, I could open five practices right now in my area and they'd all be booming. I just don't have staffing. I can't find associates. I can't find this. Well, you have to find a way to maximize what you have because other people are going to see that at some point and they're going to swoop in. All right? Do you take managed care? Do you take Medicaid? Are there reasons to bring those into your office and make it work? Medicaid, maybe. Actually, in my area, College Town, all these college kids have Medicaid, but they'll pay out of pocket for contacts. They'll pay for contact lens evaluations. Talked to one of my buddies in uh, Minnesota, and no College Town, Medicaid, they don't do any upgrades, nothing out of pocket. So is that worth you taking? Managed care for me is how I build my office. It's how I'm building a medical model, how I'm building my skill or lens practice. They come in with this. Hey, you qualify for medically necessary contacts. Hey, your eye exam looks good. We'll give you some glasses. Do you know that your optic nerves look the way they do? All right, we'll have to get you in for a glaucoma evaluation. These are how you build your practice. We, as an office, aim to get a family in and then keep them for life. Right? You get them in, you keep them for life. That's my goal. That's my plan. So we are family friendly. We try to get families in as a group so they don't have to go three, four times to get all their kids and, you know, husband, wife in, right? We have after hours appointments for kids and families. Find a way to have an edge, okay? People are trying to beat the traditional model. They're trying, whether it's Warby Parker, telemedicine exams. Online screenings, these CVS health clinics that are doing retinal screenings. Do you think they're going to do as good as a dilated fundus exam with a doctor? I hope not. They think they can. The patients probably do. It's, they don't have to be dilated. They get this scan in five minutes or less, and they know if they diabetic retinopathy. All right. People are trying to beat the system. Corporate with their proprietary labs, contacts, materials. How can we get an edge? What unique opportunities out there for us to exploit? I'll tell you the things that right now that are really, I just can't get them on my head. Baby boomers, baby boomers, baby boomers. They are going to need medical eye care. Not my wheelhouse per se the past eight years, but I'm going into it head first, hardcore, as much as I can because I see an opportunity, a need, and people want to stay local. They don't want to have to drive to the city to get the care that they need. If they can get it in their hometown, they will stay. Presbyopia. There's so many new things coming into the market. Are you embracing them? Or are you, nah, I don't do any of that new stuff. That's new age, hooey fooey. No, embrace it. It may not work for everyone, but you got to know what's out there. That makes you better than corporate. Makes you better than those ophthalmologists that won't do anything new. They're still in flat top bifocals. 
Okay. Myopia control, huge market. Can you seize it? Can you make that grow for you? Always look for an edge. Don't reinvent the wheel, but find a little way to be better than the people around you. You do that, you'll be awesome. Your office will grow. That's what we need to do as private practice optometrists. Tune in. We'll have more for you next week. All right, my friends, a little office talk. So had some staff members leave. We're super busy, but went with a new model right now because I don't have the staff in place. We are going to be as efficient as possible, but less staff means I pare down the schedule a little bit. So at this point, I'm seeing two comprehensives and then like a red eye med clinic. So about three patients an hour, but not three comprehensives, two comprehensives. All right. I am putting my blood, sweat, and tears into those comprehensives and maximizing everything we can for that patient. They're getting uh, the most thorough exam. We're looking for you know, glaucoma, for macular degeneration. We're going to maximize everything we can with that patient. Now, giving them the best quality exam that we can give, I'm a little more apt to dilate right now. Now, in the long run, is this better for the patients? Yes, it's getting a little bit better care. I'm slowing down, but giving them a better service. I'm still getting good end of the day, like what my sales are at. Not as high as when I was seeing more volume, but not doing bad considering I'm my payroll is going to be low. Okay, As I hire new staff members, I had eight staff full-time. I'm hiring, I'm going to have seven. So I'm going to be short one staff member and still schedule accordingly because by losing that staff member, being more efficient in my scheduling, maximizing the medical side of what I do, I don't need as much staff for that, and I think we're going to be more profitable. Okay, so I also see lay of the land. I've done really good building my optical. It's doing awesome. My scleral lens practice is growing. Feel good about that. I dabble in myopia management. Okay, I know dabbling isn't the fun, fun, the word of the day, but it's where I'm at. All right. I need to grow my glaucoma, my macular degeneration, my medical practice. And I'm going hardcore. Dry eye, I'm not, I still don't have the stuff to do more than like Zydra, Resasis, some lifestyle changes. But glaucoma, I have OCT, visual field, everything I need. Macular degeneration, I have what I need. I am going to go after this hardcore because I think that's where the future is for growth of my office. Now, if you have a huge medical model right now, I would put all my effort and energy to building that optical base up, right? You want to get the piece of the pie that you don't have. I am really, to maximize my optical more would just be, I'd be turning into a volume corporate entity type thing, right? I think by doing what I do now, hiring another associate, the combination of the two doctors will see all the comprehensives we need. So my optical will get the sales I need, but we can also do more in medical. That's where I see the growth. That's where I'm going to put my, my effort and energy in. Also, as I'm looking to expand and add doctors, I find myself becoming a better doctor. Iron sharpens iron. As I see, in my mind, bringing a doctor that I want to help build the medical model, well, shoot. I can't have them knowing more than me about medical stuff. So I've been reading up a ton lately. Uh, not something that I used to find a lot of joy in, but I want to know what is out there. I want to know the latest glaucoma treatments, macular degeneration. been le- reading a lot about OCT. I'm going to Vision Expo West in the 
fall here, uh, take a bunch of classes on OCT, I want to maximize my use of that machine. Uh, we'll have OCTA. I'm going to see how I can incorporate that into my medical model. Read a thing in business of optometry, review of business of optometry, how someone is maximizing their OCT and doing screenings with patients. Talk to him, kind of get an idea of what I can do to have add-ons, like how we used to do retinal photos, how we can do screens for OCT, visual fields, just what is out there to add more value to the patient experience. Maximizing my scope of practice is also something I want to do. One of the wisest men I've ever talked to, Martin Carroll, said that when he started his practice in Cheyenne, Wyoming, huge, amazing practice. If you guys want to look up a amazing office, the Cheyenne Vision Clinic, look at how many doctors they have, look at what they do. They're doing laser procedures. They've had cutting edge since I've been there and trained 10 years ago, right? But he said, if it's in our scope of practice, we're going to do it. That's how I've always stayed cutting edge, how we stay relevant, how we're growing, how we're better than the other offices in the area. Boom. Sold. Tell me again, Marty. That's what I'm going to do. So that's what I'm trying to do with my office. I want the best technology. I want the best doctors. I want to practice to the full scope of my licensure. So that's where I'm going to put my, uh, put my effort and energy and we'll see where it goes. Tune in. It's going to be fun. We're going to grow. And I can't wait for the journey. We'll have more for you next week. Where, oh, where did the time go? Where did the closing thought of the episode? Now, I just became a father for the fourth time. So I had my fourth child. And... I don't know, maybe having number four, knowing it's my last, makes you a little sentimental. These things, I guess it happens. Reading a a statement, and the statement was, there's going to be a last time that your child asks you to play. And I read that, and I was like, man, hit me right in the gut, because my oldest right now is only six, have a newborn, and I'm in the, I think it's the best time ever as a parent. The kids still look up to us. They love us. They think we're, we can't do any wrong. They believe what we say. It's an awesome phase. I talked to some of my friends and colleagues and essentially they have teenagers. They're juniors in high school and they're not as fun. They still love them. They're still that relationship. But I remember how I was at that age and yeah, I'd say I probably wasn't the most fun to be around for my parents. So Moral of the story was, don't be too busy. Don't say not now. Because you never know when that last time is going to come that they ask you to play. All right. If you're not a parent, you may not understand that. But let's shift this to optometry. And I'll tell you this. You need to be thankful for every day you get to open up the doors, go into the office and see patients. Because I see some of my friends, some of my colleagues, older optometrists that have something happen, a health concern, a spouse gets sick, or life changes in such a way that they're not going to go into the office and do what they used to do. And the season they were in was great, time of their life, and then snap your fingers and it changed. Now, it's a little dramatic. It's probably not going to be that light switch mentality, but I want you to embrace where you're at and make the most of it. And whether that's in the office 
or in the season of life that you're in, don't make something bigger than it has to be. So if you are in a season where you can travel, you have a lot of freedom, you can go and do things, do it. Because there's going to be a time when the office won't let you or your family situation won't let you. If you have the time where you could be grinding out, building your office, but you have little kids at home, you know, that office is still going to be there. The kids are going to grow up and get older. Embrace it. Take advantage of it. Maximize those things that are fleeting. We make the mistake of thinking that time is going to last forever. Father time is undefeated. It never stays the same. It always will change. And there's a season for everything. Make sure that if you're in a season that is transient and you're enjoying it, you make the most of it. A lot of perspective, a lot of deep thought there. Maybe it's me. I had number four. Who knows what I'm thinking. But that's what I got. Dr. Lily out. We want to thank you for listening to today's episode and hope that you found a pearl to apply to your practice. We believe as a community, there is much wisdom to be shared. So if you have questions, suggestions, or requests, we want to know. Feel free to reach out to us via social media and leave a comment or email us at theultimateodpodcast at gmail.com so we can make this podcast even better for you. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review, and we'll catch you again next week.